Hey there, all you swamp monsters. Paul Hicks is back, and he and I are here to wrap up Swamp Thing Volume 1. We've gone through everything post Wrightson, and now we're at the grand finale. We do actually uh, talk about a little bit of, uh, you know, the afterwards, and uh, you gotta stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear that. But uh, for right now, get ready for a quick break, and then we'll be back with the last two issues of Swamp Thing Volume 1. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Bronze Age of Horror Comics, and in the episode, well it's kind of like a finale here, isn't it Paul? It it is, yeah, we've come to the end of this run, the end of an era. Yeah, we are going to be covering, you know, the last two issues of Volume 1 of Swamp Thing, uh, and that we've been, you know, going through, we picked up with issue 11, you know, uh, post uh, Rights and Ween, uh, since that's, you know, such a a well-talked about thing, you know, we chose to uh, start from... uh, you know what came afterwards after uh, uh, those guys, uh, you know, departed. I guess uh, Wrightson departed. Weed stuck around for a couple issues, but then he uh, jumped ship too. But you know, we've been uh, going through these a couple issues at a time, having a blast with them. And yeah, this is going to be uh, the final for the uh, volume one coverage here with uh, Swamp Thing twenty three and twenty four, right? Yeah, and definitely there's been a shift in the book in the last few issues where it's just trying to get a little bit away from the swamp, and uh, you know not be the same stuff every issue. So uh, it seems to be heading more um, more science fiction and less horror or, you know, mm-hmm. or, or the light form of horror that we've been getting from this series. And, uh, yeah, this, I mean, this cover alone, is it seems very superhero and stuff. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh-huh. As evidenced by a new logo, which looks nothing like a drippy swamp thing. Yeah, they really were changing uh, things up here quite a bit. Like I said, the stories have been slowly doing that, but now a new logo, and then the, this new uh, you know uh, villain type guy here, a uh, saber. And I did think it was interesting. You know, we see a, a Swamp Thing on the cover here, and he's kind of like half Swamp Thing, half Alec Holland here. This uh, cover by Ernie Chan here on twenty three, which is June July nineteen seventy six dated. What are your thoughts on this cover here? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's got something for everything. It's it's, it's got a guy with a, uh, he's like in a, a blue, I don't know, ninja outfit with a, a you know, a mask <laughs> over his face. He looks very superhero, but instead of one hand, he has a, a sharp sword. Um, there's a, a girl in a bikini top uh, with jeans, uh, white jeans on, uh, red hair. So, yeah, Shag will be interested. Um, yeah, and <laughs> there's not much in the way of the background, but yeah, there's Swamp Thing in the foreground. Uh, half half human. He looks. He reminds me of Animal Vegetable Mineral Man. He's got that sort of uh, semi-transformed <laughs> look going on. He does. Yeah, some blonde hair there mixed in with the roots and everything like that. And this this woman who we haven't met yet says, "No, Saber, don't kill him. Can't you see? Swamp Thing is becoming human." And you know, uh, I, we we had just previously talked about how some of the the mainstays for so long had disappeared. You know, Matt and Abby. And, you know, why didn't you bring Matt and Abby back? Why did you have to introduce a new female character? But, uh, okay, you know, never mind. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just mind my own business here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this one's uh, called Rebirth and Nightmare. Uh, and this one is a, a Jerry Conway script, uh, but with Nestor Redondo pencils and inks on the interior here and colors by Carl Gafford. So, um, yeah, a really neat splash page here. It kind of, once again, this has been several issues in a row where, it just throws you right into something new happening uh, and we have no idea what's going on. And then they'll eventually kind of, you know, backtrack a little bit maybe and, and tell you what's really going on or what happened to get us to this point. So, you know, another one of those again, where it says beginning a new episode in the saga of the swamp thing. It, it, I forgot to mention, it did say on the cover as well, because you asked for it, the new swamp thing. And I'm thinking <laughs> who, who's you? I, I would love to hear that. <laughs> well, it's talking to the editor. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because sales sucked. Here's the new swamp thing. <laughs> yeah. And this splash page is interesting. Uh, we see, it's almost like, a, 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 I'm assuming, some kind of like view screen here with a picture of the swamp thing on it. And it says Rebirth and Nightmare on the top and the bottom. And we see this, uh, this new uh, guy, uh, Saber, who uh, says, I tell you, the swamp thing must die. Die, die, die! And uh, he's <laughs> smashing it with his saber hand, right? Yeah, um, yeah. He seems like a very 
mature and reasonable person, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Definitely somebody that if you wanted a job done uh, competently, this is definitely who you want to hire for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll sort hand. <laughs> so this is going to be kind of uh, interesting. So for a while there, we had something called the conclave that was in and out with uh, trying to get, kill, control, study uh, Swamp Thing and Alec Holland. Uh, now, all of a sudden, we we have a whole new uh, organization here. Uh, and this is, I, I was always like, I don't know why they wanted to go down this road, but uh, this uh, Councilman Red is on a view screen, and he's very appropriately named. Um, he says, please control yourself, uh, Saber. You're working for the Colossus organization now, not the U.S. <laughs> government. And mm. I like how this guy is implying possibly truthfully, that the Colossus organization uh, has better uh, uh, methods and means and and uh, a better way of uh, work life than the U.S. government. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, Sabre says, because of him, I lost my career, my honor, and my hand. Uh, do we remember that? When did, you know, is that on, on camera, that him losing his hand? Yeah, uh, this this is going to be an interesting uh, couple of issues here because I have some questions about Mr. Saber here that I, we, we've got to try to figure out. But for the now, he's arguing back and forth with someone on a computer screen here, a monitor. And he says, uh, as your chief enforcer, I tell you, the Swamp Thing is a danger to us and must be destroyed. And the, uh, Mr. Councilman Red says, nonsense. If the Swamp Thing creature dies, so does his alter ego, Dr. Alec Holland. And if Holland dies, his bio-restorative formula dies also. The Swamp Thing must be captured, Saber, alive. And no, and he starts to smash and break more equipment, which is, that's always uh, very endearing to your management team. <laughs> so let's calm things down by bringing out our other maniac. Yeah, I, I cannot wait for you to tell me your thoughts on Thrudvang, uh, the, the Earth Master. <laughs> oh, Thrudvang, or it could be Thrudvang. I don't know. <laughs> he look, I mean, he reminds me a bit of the uh, the guy in Goonies who... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the candy bars, yep. Yeah, he's, he's a colossus with an ugly head, and um, he sort of looks like he's doing a bit of Mongol cosplay, uh, mm-hmm. if you, you DC villains, because he's very fond of... He's got yellow skin and uh, a nice purple... Um, unitar thing with purple boots yeah but um yeah no he looks like uh, very goofy and not very smart and but uh, he does a big display of uh, his power by uh, smooshing up a, a desk chair <laughs> <laughs> yep he and and councilman red says he's power incarnate he can either assist you saber or replace you. The choice is yours. And scrunch and Saber's eyes are like a, a super wide open. And he goes, all right, councilman, you win. I'll track down your precious Dr. Holland and I'll bring him back alive. But pal, <laughs> don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, it's instantly this organization is just unhinged as far as, hey, we've got monsters in the walls and we've got, you know, people with sword arms and we've got hidden you know, cameras and mysterious hooded people running everything. It's like, it's everything all at once. And it's never been in the comic before. <laughs> yeah. I think tomorrow at work, uh, when my boss says to do something, I'm going to say, all right, but don't hold your breath, pal, and see how he, uh, he, he responds to that. <laughs> see if I still have a job, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're in Oregon and, you know, we're kind of starting out here. Now, in this scene where we see Swamp Thing walking up this road towards his home with the uh, mailbox that says Holland, and he says, what is it Thomas Wolfe said? You can't go home again. I've always accepted that as gospel. It's kept me away from here these past months, even when I know in my soul that only my brother Edward can help me now, if anyone Mm. can. And uh, I don't ever remember them saying, hey, you know, you do have a, a scientist brother named Edward up in Oregon that might be able to help with your affliction here ever before. Issue 23. No, it wasn't relevant till today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know what? They should have made him is a twin brother. So then if they would kill one of them, they could, the other one could take over. Yeah. Uh, so, well, he walks in and finds Edward has a uh, company. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the, the woman from the cover, uh, red hair, uh, these hip hugger jeans, white jeans, and a, a bikini top, which, of course, we know everybody just walks around like that. Uh, <laughs> she says, Professor Holland, is that you? And Swamp Thing's like, 
Oh, and she uh, she faints, which uh, there's a lot of uh, caption boxes here telling us that she normally doesn't faint because she's a, a feminist and she is not fainting. And then she faints. There's four panels of her fainting. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, look, if you're going to have the girl faint, just have her faint. Don't say, you know, yes, yeah, she's fainting, but usually she's so tough. She doesn't faint like. Uh, that's kind of, uh, I'm not quite sure how to word it, but it, it's kind of uh, not great to do that. <laughs> <laughs> not a fainter. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Swamp Thing picks her up and he thinks to himself, blast, I should have realized something like this would happen because I'm so, uh, because I'm alone so much. I keep forgetting how horrible I look. It's not the so sort of thing a man willingly remembers. Still, I didn't expect Edward to have a woman around the house. And I thought, what does he mean about that? Like, is he trying to imply that his brother's, you know, a gay man or something? Like, I don't, I don't get what he means by that. I, I got the vibe that he thought his brother was a bit of a loser. So, oh, okay, maybe that too. I mean, and his brother does look a good bit older than him, by the way, too. In these first few panels, he's white-haired and he's, you know, receding hairline. But then later on, he's blonde-haired. But uh, be that as it may, I, I'm just going to go with he's an, his older brother. So maybe he just thinks he's older, given up on love, and he's just you know married to his uh work <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that's one thing he's doing the standard beauty and the beast thing where he lays her down and then sees his reflection and uh, picks up a little statuette and smashes the mirror yeah mm -hmm. just in time for his brother to come in yeah good lord what on earth edward ruth what have you done to her so help me if she's and again uh, this guy he sees a giant mossy green humongous muscled creature and he just comes right at him and starts punching him <laughs> yeah oh he's got mm. going i mean that's you know most people would run or you know at least he's he's willing to give it a go mm -hmm. and then he he does speak here swamp thing says edward listen i'm your brother and he's like alec dear god and then they just have a nice bit of time out in the patio together like everything's cool yeah. yeah, I always wondered what happened to you after the accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and Linda were too good to die in a simple, stupid explosion. Too good to die. Uh, yeah. Good, good people die all the time, Edward. I hate to tell you, pal. Imagine <laughs> catching up. So what have you been doing, Alec? Uh, well, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they do yeah. mention the, the conclave here. So I was kind of glad they did that. But, you know, again, we just have another amorphous organization now that's you know after him as well so it's kind of like well didn't we just kind of get over the conclave just like three or four issues ago and now we've got another organization it kind of mm, i don't know kind of seemed i don't want to say a little boring to me but it did seem a little like oh here we go again kind of yeah but i mean it's the opportunity to show the the flashback of how he became the swamp thing with the explosion and you know running out into the swamp and diving into the the muck mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but um, Edward has theories about this. Yeah, no, I do love that panel that Redondo did there at the top of the page where it says Swamp Thing, and it's, it's got him there. That's a really great panel there. Really like it. Fantastic artwork. And then he, he comes running in then to see the wife was, you know, wife was murdered by the conclave. And then uh, the brother, he says, uh, these past months must have been a nightmare for you, Alec. A constant torment hunted by the conclave, even by your own government. Well, at least that's ended. And now... What happens now, Alec? And he says, Edward, help me. And he has a pipe and he goes, all right, brother, I'll help you. <laughs> like, just very like, eh, whatever. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. It's like, wow, great, great brother here. Yeah. But I mean, the, the whole lighting of the pipe and everything, it's, it's you know, cliche for person considering and thinking. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I did think on that last panel on that page there where uh, Ruth says, Oh, Edward, do you think it's possible? And he says, if he can be helped, I can help him, Ruth. I'm twice the chemist Alex is or ever was. I'm like, wow, listen to this cocky guy. But in that, <laughs> in that panel right there, the way he's drawn kind of reminds me of, I can't remember the actor's name, but he was in that short-lived uh, TV show. I think it was back in the 60s called, was it The Prisoner? I can't think of that oh, guy's yeah. name. Yeah, oh, that yeah. guy. That guy. <laughs> yeah, he kind of looks like him there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's, uh, you know, touching Ruth on the shoulder very patronizingly, like, you know, hey, yeah. you like really good chemists? I'm a really good chemist. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's actually, you know, uh, I don't know if she says she's a biologist or something as well. So it's not like she's just there for scenery. I mean, she kind of is, obviously, the way she's drawn and everything have been shown so far. But, you know, we're going to see that, you know, she's actually, you know, a, a scientist in her own right and, and pretty smart, too, right? Yeah, he seems to be taking an interest in her career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come to my place and do science on the side. (laughs) Uh, I cannot wait. Uh, Why don't you talk on this next page here? There's a full page splash where, you know, uh, everything's going on over the course of maybe a couple of days here, a week, whatever, uh, with some testing and things like that. I I really like how Redondo laid this uh, page out. This is insane. It's a, a full page of Swamp Thing's head. But there's like a montage of scenes, you know, in built into his head <laughs> as if he's, you know, his head is a memory house. It's it's really uh, fantastic. So, yeah, we, and there's, you know, different scenes in the eye holes and in the side and where the mouth is. It, yeah, it's insane. It's great. It's, you know, to come up with that, I mean, uh, the writer would never go, why don't you do a shot of his head with all this stuff? Uh, but he probably said, right, let's have a scene of, you know, all this development going on over time with this captions alongside it and this is what redondo came up with and it's brilliant i'm super impressed yeah i really like this page this is one page where it's like oh you know there's no way i'd be able to afford it but uh if i could uh, come upon the original artwork for this page oh man i would love to have this yeah Uh, it's just stunning and so creative and you know i don't see things like that today you know it's terrific Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he does say at some point here, uh, it can be done. A slim chance, but there is a chance. And Ruth says, tell him, Edward, tell him. And he says, Alec, you're going to be human again. You're going to be a man. So, uh, all right, he thinks he's got the uh, solution here. And there's a little interesting scene with the uh, uh, Swamp Thing and uh, Ruth here where they just kind of have a conversation about, you know, both of their lives. Well, it's mostly, I shouldn't say a conversation. It's like a, a Ruth basically just a kind of burying her soul a little bit to Swamp Thing here, which it was interesting. I'm glad they included this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it sort of sets her up as not just a, a, a person who's there. I mean, we get background on her, which, you know, really does illuminate her character, you know, it, it, in some little way compared to what was happening before. Yeah, I, I do like that, that she's just like like we said before, she's just she's not there just for eye candy. Like, yeah, those couple of scenes early on, I would say she was. But from here on out, it seemed like they were really trying to, you know, expand on her character a little bit. And yeah, you know, but give, it's her, also, give her some depth. Also building the bond between them, because, um, yeah, but spoilers, she really falls for Alex soon. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then here's our boy Saber. Uh, he is a. Uh, the, the, the caption says, the Oregon air is crisp and cold at this altitude. A fine, clear air as unlike a city smog as glass is unlike a blackboard. The man called Saber enjoys the night air, drawing it deep into his lungs, releasing it with a sigh. He hardly uh, hears the rasp breathing beside him. And it's funny how they say about the night air because it looks like it's in the middle of the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's got some kind of like a circular hovercraft type thing where... Uh, he's got someone in the passenger seat with him. We don't really see who it is yet, but we see the person's yellow. So I think it's uh, uh, your your new favorite uh, character, Thrudvang. Thrudvang, yeah. They're doing a road trip. It's, uh, yeah, it's the whole thing. <laughs> They're going on a roadie together. Yeah, it's great. And <laughs> Saber is uh, looking over the top of the, the homestead here from like a cliff, and he says, I could take you out now, Swamp Beast, but I won't. With your brother involved, that stakes have become somewhat higher. Let's just wait a few more days. I'm like, days? I thought he was just to say like hours, but oh, a few more days. And he goes, I've got all the time in the world. So I guess the budget for this trip is, you know, it's it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. He's, let, let, let the plot play out a little bit further before I attack you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And we see uh, Ruth. She's uh, back in town at the uh, college town of Quinn, Oregon. And she's saying to a friend of hers, uh, a lot of stuff you got there, Monroe, this guy says to her. And she goes, that's not the end of it, Ned. Professor Holland needs some more chemicals in order from a pharmaceutical company back east. And then there's the matter of this dynamite. And the guy goes, dynamite? And she goes, Ned, you've got to get us five sticks of dynamite from your father's farm. It's a lot to ask, I know, but it's dreadfully important. And he goes, he'll kill me if he finds out, Miss Monroe. And she says, who'll tell him? You? So I don't know if <laughs> this is like a, a student of hers. I don't think she's a professor, but maybe it's a 
just uh, somebody that she had gone to class with or something. Maybe if I give her some dynamite, she'll ask, you know, she'll go out with me. Yeah, that's what this, this, this dorky guy's thinking. He goes, oh, okay, Miss Monroe, I'll get your dynamite somehow. And she says, thanks, Ned, and do me, and I do mean thanks. And he goes, dynamite? <laughs> He's like, what? yes, di- yes, dynamite, those things that blow up, dude. And I thought to myself, why, yeah, at first something too, why the heck do they need dynamite? So uh, Alex's brother here, okay, so he, instead of having some uh, kind of machine or uh, serum or anything like that, he's just going to recreate the accident that made, turned Alec into Swamp Thing and, you know, uh, throw some other gobbledygook in there to hopefully reverse it, right? <laughs> well, he's using the old bar. He's like, well, I don't mind you losing the bar to this. Uh, he set up a kiddie pool full of chemicals out the front. Well, it's to recreate the swamp as like this, uh, the big blow up pool out the front. Yeah, <laughs> it's really said, bizarre. Alec, you come in here. I'm going to explode the barn. Then you run out and jump into the kiddie pool. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to light you on fire and then come out and jump into this pool full of chemicals. It's like, okay, and he does it and he jumps yeah. in. And just as he jumps in and starts to smolder, uh, our boy uh, Saber jumps in and says, you've gone far enough. It's over. You understand? Over. And Swamp Thing goes, what in the name of heaven? And uh, Saber here, he's uh, he's got his arm raised above his head, and he goes, it's a trick, a filthy trick. You escaped me now as you escaped me before. But this time I've got you, monster. This time you'll die. And again, I'm thinking to myself, what is this guy even talking about? Like, I, I don't, I had no clue. Who, like we didn't know who this guy was under this costume yet, but I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> as just like as Saber, uh, who is this guy? And then he says, "Look at me, monster! Look at the face of the man you destroyed. I'm John Zero, a cipher, a bureaucrat, a nobody until you came along and ruined everything." And it does have a, a, an editor's note here by, uh, I think maybe it was it Giordano. Um, it says uh, Swamp Thing 13, and I thought, oh yeah, there was that guy uh, back in. Uh, back in that issue where it was like the government was trying to put him in there and they, they had him in that plastic tube and then uh, there were people <laughs> shooting at him and then they shot other people instead of him and everything like that. So there, this, yeah. this guy was around back then. I thought, oh yeah, I forgot about this goon. <laughs> it's that classic, you know, do you lie awake at night thinking about what you did to me? And it's, yeah, it's one thing's like, who are you? <laughs> He's like, didn't you do that to yourself? But uh, okay. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, but I love how his brother's like, Get away before I... He shows his pipe in his mouth, and Saber kind of slashes at him and knocks the pipe out of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. He starts cutting at him and trying to kill him here, right? Yeah, and then Ruth tries to stop him and grabs his his, uh, Saber arm, um, and he uh, elbows her in the head, and uh, that's enough to get Swamp Thing in action, so he... It reminds me of Linda being knocked down. <laughs> yeah. Hot woman lying on the ground. I remember that. That happened. Yeah. Before. Yeah. I used to have one of them. It's like, <laughs> it's kind of weird, but he starts to change here. And he says, Dear God, my arm. And, you know, like half of his face, it's almost as if the, uh, the swamp uh, encrustedness is like melting off of him here, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's turning back human, which is amazing considering the uh, scientific uh, uncertainty of this situation. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then he push he pushes our boy uh, Saber into this the, the burning uh, barn here, the fire. So I thought, okay, he's dead. And then uh, you hear Ruth. She's like, Professor, Professor Holland. And he's like, What is it? What happened to Alec? And she says, They're in the barn. My God, we have to. And we see, oh God, poor Saber here. So. He is getting like melted to a crisp, and especially his metal arm and his face. He looks awful. He looks like that guy in Robocop that got yeah. like, knocked into that, like the stuff near the end, those chemicals at the end that was like, whoa. So he yeah. looks like. He doesn't look good. But then, uh, you know, Alec is all smoldering and kind of naked, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, he is naked as the day he was born. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 She says, I'm like, hey, whoa, easy, Ruth. <laughs> she's giving him a hug like hello <laughs> <laughs> yeah and his brother says it worked after all these months all this agony 
Alec Holland lives again. And I thought, I thought they said it was only like a few days, but I don't know. Whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I mean, it's, he's been practicing that line. He's like, I'm going to, when he's fixed, I'm going to yell, Alec Holland lives again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't have his pipe. But uh, yeah, yeah, like there he stands, buck naked, like kind of smoldering a bit and to be continued. And next the earth below and we see uh, our boy Thrudvang here he's he's getting ready for action yeah wow yeah not the greatest uh, next issue uh, lead in there but uh, it's let's let, let's go there right swamp thing number 24 uh, this <laughs> one is uh, august september 1976 cover date and once again uh, this is a cover by ernie chan here so uh, i i actually like this cover quite a bit uh, we have a Thrudvang here and he's fighting swamp thing on the cover which is kind of weird because I thought, oh, wait a minute, I thought uh, he's Alec Holland now, so it's going to be interesting. But what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, it's got a, it's got um, an unconscious woman being cradled in the arms of. Uh, is that meant to be his brother, or is that Alec appearing on the cover twice? Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, Thrudvang is punching Swamp Thing, and Swamp Thing is really not doing very well. Um, and there's cars burning upside down in the background, there's trees, it's dark night in the background, so we've still got that horrible logo that doesn't look like Swamp Thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there's all that cover copy at the top saying, Swamp Thing, more action than ever, the blazing battle with Thrudvang. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, who? Oh, man. <laughs> and it's startling, the all-new Swamp Thing. It is startling, yes. Yeah. You will and never forgive yourself if you miss the mystery of Alec Holland. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't know that I needed to forgive myself for missing it till now, but I, I have fixed that. Mm-hmm. We have we have remedied this, but uh, yeah, I like the battle there. I honestly think I feel like Swamp Thing a little bit here, uh, especially in the head and face, looks a little bit like the way uh, Alcala would draw him uh, later on. Yeah. Yeah. Little, just a little bit there, but uh, all right. So, okay, uh, a new chapter in the startling saga of the Swamp Thing, and I'm not sure about the new chapter. This is continuing right from the previous story, <laughs> so I'm not sure how this is a new chapter. But you know, we have a a, a plot by Conway, but a new scripter here, David Anthony Kraft, and then pencils Ernie Chan, inks Fred Carrillo, and colors Carl Gafford. So, uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, uh, you know, uh, David Anthony Kraft, you know, uh, he's he, he just uh, passed away, you know, fairly recently in the last uh, couple of years here. But uh, kind of a journeyman, you know, he's done a couple of runs here and there, but kind of a journeyman type guy. Fun. Seemed like a fun guy, though. What do you think of uh, David Anthony Kraft? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't read a lot of his stuff, but he, he seems to be that guy who takes over books along the way. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he's ever had the run. You know, the, this is the great craft. Uh, comic that you should all read. Um, um, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the only time I read like a, a continuous run of his that was more than a couple of issues was in the Defenders. He did some some work there. I can't remember who the artist was. Oh, it might have been Keith Giffen. Uh, might have been the yeah. artist in in the like the the fifties that that issue numbers in there. He did a few in a row there, and they were fun. They were good. I, I do like his writing. He's written some stories here and there uh, in the black and white magazines for Marvel for a bit there too. And again, uh, fun stuff, uh, very competent guy. I like his stuff, but it was just kind of weird how, you know, I had said to you beforehand, like if they knew this was going to be the last issue of this series, you know, this volume, I should say, you know, why do they say a new chapter and this and that, they make it seem like they don't know this is the last one. Like did this get canceled that quickly? Like, I, I don't know the backstory here. Yeah, and uh, changing writers and artists at this point, it seems like, yeah, um, the other people had something better to go on to at this point. So it, it does seem like this book is um, struggling. It's kind of lost its its way. Um, and it's, it's I mean, this turning Alec Holland, Holland human is a story that uh, is going to get completely ignored by Alan Moore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not kidding. He, he kind of goes on his own and does his own thing, which is... Uh, you know, may have pissed a couple of people off reading back then because he ignored certain things, but the run's brilliant. So, you know, it kind of is like, yeah. uh, well, you know. I, uh, I really don't mind. It. I mean, you, you go, <laughs> well, you could have the continuity of this one with Sabre, or you could have, you know, the anatomy lesson. Hmm, let me think. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
So what are your thoughts on this splash page here? So this is an interesting splash page. I think uh, Ernie Chan here and Fred Carrillo, I, I think they did a good job on it. It's it's really interesting what they tried to do here. They, they really tried to do something uh, interesting and different here. What about this? Yeah. So um, it has, it's sort of like a triangle shape, you know, with um, Swamp Thing galloping at the uh, the reader on fire. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, and the flames are billowing up, and in the flames you you're getting a montage. So there's uh, uh, Ruth and oh, is that meant to be Alec or a brother? I can never tell. It could be a, a Alec, and there's Saber there. Um, it's like the villain of the piece, and there's Ruth again, close up of Ruth with a uh, slight ecstasy face or whatever, uh, <laughs> and a few people in the background, and then there's like this pillar of uh, dirt that says the Earth below. Um, yeah, but a really creative and yeah, it, it's very interesting. And I love the way Swamp Thing is sort of running at the reader <laughs> on fire. Yeah, for sure. It's really interesting. I think that, you know, they, like I said, sometimes, you know, when they do things like this, they're, they're swinging for the fences. It might not always look fantastic or be the best thing I've ever seen, but I do uh, like it when they swing for the fences, even if it's not the greatest, at least they, they took a little bit of a risk and they tried something new, right? Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, it sets the scene. There's wild stuff going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they, you know, you flip the page here, and we we pick up with you know this uh, crazy scene where it kind of uh, you know it's just some exposition and and basically showing that you know Alec Holland is having this uh, kind of a nightmarish time here as he's actually you know turned back into his human form and sleeping, but he's having this crazy nightmare of you know the, his life, right? Yeah, but uh, Ruth's uh, very attentive to his needs. Like she's hanging around as she wakes up, and you know, she she's a toucher. She likes to touch him. Oh yeah, she's she's very touchy feely here, which you know, obviously, it looks like, especially at this point. I don't know if this was off of Conway's direction or not, but uh, <laughs> a, a, a David Anthony Kraft is uh, definitely setting them up for uh, either a relationship or a, a would be relationship. I think. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Reminds, she wake- me of, um, reminds me of Captain America where he becomes in the movie where he becomes, you know, super strong and <laughs> Agent Carter has to touch him. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> Ooh. And it, they, they look a little similar here, by the way, too. You know, he does look a little Steve Rogers with the blonde hair. And, you know, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good analogy there. But, yeah, she's uh, she's like, you know, hey, how you doing? Everything's great. Right. And he's like, uh, no, I had a nightmare. And it was vivid and so true. And uh he says about, you know, the, the memories are etched into his uh, soul and I can't pretend they didn't happen. So he's basically having like some PTSD from what happened previously, you know, when he was Swamp Thing. So that's totally understandable. <laughs> yeah. And the idea of a new life scares me, Ruth. Where do I start? She said, start with me, Alex. Uh, start with me. <laughs> yeah. And she, she puts her hand on his shoulder, mm-hmm. but then he does walk <laughs> away from her. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh boy. Yeah, so he's still angsty. You think he'd be a lot happier? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, why not? I'd be like doing cartwheels if I were him. But uh, yeah, he's a, uh, he's uh, he's not in a good mood. But we switch into town of uh, Quinn, Oregon again, and we're at the sheriff's office here. And there's a guy that says, "Sheriff, I'm here to take charge of the man known as Saber." It sure beats me how you got words soon, so soon, especially since he's only been locked up overnight. And uh, this. Uh, uh, dopey uh, sheriff guy says, but your credentials are in order, Mr. Solomon Smith. Uh, and if you say the feds want this saber guy, then I'll guess he's all yours. And this guy says, thank you, Sheriff Klein. He was under my surveillance just in case he messed up. And he did a real bad job of that yesterday. So, you know, the cops are just like, yep, go ahead. Have uh, have him uh, go with this guy, even though uh, we know there's something sinister here uh, going on, right? <laughs> Saber really should have been in a hospital because he's like covered in burns and he's got bandages all over him and he's still sort of wearing his uh, outfit. The bottom <laughs> half, at least, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I guess his Saber has melted off. So, yeah. He kind of looks like the unknown soldier here as he's in, <laughs> in prison. And uh, then we get a different scene here. And at first I was like really confused. I'm like, what is going on here? And it shows Swamp Thing picking up like you know, equipment and throwing it around, stuff like that. But it's, you know, it says uh, uh, footage, rare footage, assembled from the persistent efforts of various news teams. 
and from other occasional and largely accidental film sightings of the moss-draped marsh dweller. And I thought to myself, I don't think there were any cameras around when this stuff was happening, but <laughs> I guess we just have to go with it. And that scene happened on, a, on the cover, but not inside the comic as well. <laughs> For mm. issue, what, 20, I think it was. Yeah, it's like... Uh, or 19, yeah. Where were cameras at at this point? But okay, whatever. Yeah, no. but we see... Uh, now there's the, this red guy again. I can't remember what his name was. It was like, you know, Colonel Red Ca or something. <laughs> Councilman Red. Councilman Red, yeah. And now there's a blue guy here. And uh, it says, look closely, men, and imagine. Envision an army of such soldiers, each one of them composed of slime and muck, inhumanly strong and nearly indestructible, yet with no wants or needs beyond a pathetic, mindless compulsion to obey. So, you know, these, these guys want to create an army of swamp things, basically, right? <laughs> But the scene of them, you know, all talking together in their room and they've got this giant statue of Swamp Thing. It just looks so <laughs> ridiculous. It's like, you know, <laughs> welcome to our weird superhero club. Mm, it's like the Legion of Doom here. And, yeah. and like I said, this them having that statue is absolutely ridiculous. And guess what? After that thrashing and being burnt up, Saber, he just puts a new costume on and he's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm ready. I will not fail again. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And this, this regular looking schmoo that got him out of jail says, Councilman Red, what of Saber's companion who still remains in Oregon? And he says, I, what of Thrudvang, the Earth Master? For if this elusive swamp thing cannot be captured by our agents, then I am of the mind that it must be destroyed. And he's got his crazy laser gun here destroying the, uh, uh, the statue. Yeah, it's just there for that point. And yeah, but that, they all look like, uh, Red Tornado cosplayers or Judo Master cosplayers. They just look really uh, ridiculous. Yeah, they just have solid color outfits on with capes and then like little yellow accents. And the high collars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, like Dr Dracula type collars on them, but he is unpredictable. It's been, he's been mute and surely and surly since the treatments were which recreated him. And this Swamp Thing mission is his first field assignment. So we see our boy Thrudvang here. He's, uh, you know, on a like a two-page spread where there's a couple of uh, panels at the top of each page. And he's just picking up equipment and trucks and throwing it around just to show us how strong he is. Well, he, he comes across these guys changing a tire. I love that the guy throws the tire away and him and it bounces off his chest. <laughs> Back off, damn you. Back off. <laughs> Uh, don't hassle him, Bondo. Just get away from the truck now, Bondo. <laughs> Bondo, that's an odd <laughs> name. My gosh, it's ridiculous. But I, I do like this about our buddy Thrudvang. Yes, he is a big giant bruiser with like a a, a weird shaped head, but uh, he does also have other powers as well. He 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 is the Earth Master, and he can use this like psychic kind of power to like uh, move Earth around and stuff like that. I think he kills these three guys, doesn't he? Well, I mean, they survive all the logs from the logging truck being thrown at them. But yeah, he basically, you know, pops open a hole in the earth and they plummet down. It looks like they're plummeting for a long time. Yeah. So Yeah, I think he did just kill these poor saps. And uh, we don't get really a much of a background on him other than we get three panels and it shows, I'm assuming him when he was human, strapped down to a gurney and it says, Images burn distantly through the mindless, senseless days of his consciousness. Fragmentary and fleeting memories of a fearful Bowery bum drafted by a, the Colossus organization and sent screaming to the mutation lab. He is an elemental now, one of their agents. So they just basically picked up a, a homeless person, a transient, and did experiments on him. Yeah, but uh, he looks like a Sontaran at the end of these panels. Are you familiar with Sontarans from Doctor Who? No, I don't know who those guys are. Oh, okay. They're like alien warriors, but they have really big heads. So their heads are sort of bigger than normal heads. So they kind of look like potato head people. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, potato head. Yeah, I was trying to think of what to say this guy looks like. He's really hard to describe. <laughs> Yellow potato head. Yeah, but potato heads, <laughs> that's pretty accurate. <laughs> And then uh, we bounce back to, uh, you know, a, a, a quieter scene here where uh, Ruth and Alec are in a car together. And uh, the brother says, good morning, Alec. Too bad you missed breakfast, but Ruth figured it was better to let you sleep. Besides, you can grab a bite while you're in town for groceries. How do you feel anyhow? I'm like, wow. So just after all the shenanigans, it's like, 
well, the cupboards are a little bare. Let's let's go into town and get groceries. <laughs> what? What a weird thing. <laughs> and Ruth's like, I'll go shopping with you. Uh-huh. She's got her eye on him here, too, kind of looking in his direction with a big smile on her face like uh, we know. And she goes, come on, handsome. You can talk to Edward later. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> and he goes, uh, she says, right now, I want you all to myself. And then his brother thinks Alec and I have always been rivals. While he won all the research grants, government chemistry contracts and recognition, I went completely ignored. Now he's back from the dead, and already the pattern starts anew with Ruth. Well, it's not going to happen again, Alec. Not again. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> holy crap. Like, this guy's going full-on jealousy mode like he's going to kill him or something. Yeah, well, it's kind of like, maybe you shouldn't have helped him. I mean, I guess he was doing that to impress Ruth rather than uh, save Alec. But, uh, yeah. Uh, instead, he's uh, created his own undoing by making his brother hot again. Yeah, it's kind of wild. And, you know, they do go get groceries. And as they're packing the car full of groceries, uh, Alex starts to have these like uh, spasms here and, you know, start his back and then his chest. And, you know, I think it was great to bring him back to being Alec Holland. But, you know, the book's called Swamp Thing. It's not called Alec Holland. So we knew this wasn't going to last for long. So, you know, I think they're planting the seeds already of him uh, changing back, aren't they? Yeah, and they make reference to the fact that he has a tracer on him, which is why um, Saber and Thrudvang have been able to find him. So he still has a tracer on him. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and they go to get in the car and leave, and he thinks to himself, she's right, I don't want to admit it, even my, to myself. I wanted to pretend that I was normal again, but the last time I felt like this was a, was a swamp thing when the bioregenerative formula, I thought it was restorative, but whatever, regenerative formula caused me to regrow my lost arm. Lord, what can it be doing to me now? And uh, uh, he's sweating a bit and then back to Saber. And Saber's back to being Saber. Uh, even though he almost died, it seemed to me in the previous issue, you know, he's, he's back to, you know, saying he's going to do this, he's going to do that. And, uh, you know, him and this guy here, uh, uh, he says, uh, Solomon Smith, I'll tell you what I did to, I did not tell them. And he goes, You dared withhold information from the councilman? And he goes, The swamp thing has reverted to his human alter ego thus rendering himself quite vulnerable. So Saber's looking at this like, well, now it'll be easy for me to catch him or through to Vang because he's he's just a guy, right? <laughs> he's such a loose unit. Like, I'm not going to tell you this stuff because it, you know, I'm, just, I'm still playing my games. It all works out when I plan things. <laughs> yeah, he, he wants to be somebody really important. That's what we get from uh, our buddy Saber here. He's like, he's, he's, he's dying to be somebody important and, you know, be like the man, even though because he's yeah. that way, he'll never be the man. No, he, you're not getting a who's who entry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, he's not for sure. That's fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, we, we do get, uh, you know, Thrudvang here. He does show up right on cue and smashes the crap out of their car and uh, attacks the two of them. And he's, you know, basically going right after Alec. And Alec kind of thinks to himself, like, man, if I was Swamp Thing, I'd be able to fight this guy, but obviously he's not. So he's he's in big trouble here, isn't he? Yeah, but he imagines he's Swamp Thing, and we get a really good uh, panel of him punching Thrudvang. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But then he, imagine... spots, he spots Ruth on the ground. Oh, I better go help Ruth. Yeah, oh, no. that uh, uh, Before that awkward man mountain gets to me, I thought, wow, good slam there, calling him an awkward man mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, harsh. Well, he picks her up and says, thank God she's only unconscious, bruised, but alive. Uh, now all that's left is, left is escape. And he tries to escape, and Thrudvang tries to use his, you know, uh, mental earth-moving powers to stop him. But he does manage to, to get away for a few seconds here and kind of like hide Ruth. Uh, he starts splashing water on her face here to wake her up. And, uh, you know, they have a little quiet moment together and she actually kisses him. And it's like, you do know that big guy that was after you. He's still after you. So having time to have a little quiet moment in conversation and petting and kissing, it's probably not the time for a dude. Uh, she's been trying to do this for two issues. <laughs> so she, she's absolutely waiting for the right moment. And if it doesn't exist, she'll just make it. Yeah. yeah, she says, you're in pain. And he goes, that's not important, Ruth. Just listen to me. She goes, no, Alec, I won't. You're not some kind of martyr. You're a man. And she says, and I won't let you suffer alone anymore. And they start making out. And, of course, here comes Thrudvang in here to uh, C-block him. 
<laughs> he's like, is this the moment, really, guys? What? <laughs> <laughs> and, a sinister and, stalker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he just walks right over and grabs uh, Alec, and he tells Ruth to run, and we see her sitting there, and she doesn't run, but he tries to, like, drop kick through the vang and run, damn it. And uh, she's frozen, and it looks like she's fainted again. I thought, come on, man. She's not a fainter, though. Uh, have her throw a rock at the guy or something at least like come on but uh you know she passes out and he starts running across one of those rope bridges and he goes although this bridge has been here since i was a kid it's not necessarily permanent uh after all the mindless man brute weighs half a ton if he weighs an ounce and when he's when i'm finished that just may be enough to send this structure in him plunging to the bottom of the mackenzie river gorge if not i'm a goner and he's got a little pocket knife and well, he he does just that. He cuts it, uh, it snaps, and poor Thrudvang is is no more. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, this is where the issue ends very suddenly. Uh, that was a bit um, a bit Indiana Jones, wasn't it? Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. And then it says, "I don't know, I don't even know what this was all about." That's the eerie truth, and it scares me. Maybe I should have stayed in solitude as the Swamp Thing instead of seeking a cure and bringing yet others under the shadow of my dark destiny. Today we came through alive, but what about next time? What about next time? And he's uh, standing there embracing Ruth, and I do like that uh, rendition of Swamp Thing there on the right-hand side. I think that looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, juxtaposed with Thrudving's uh, plummet, with he's looking... <laughs> Extra turnipy in that shot. Yeah, Mr. Potato Head flying down there. It looks uh, looks pretty awful, but uh, don't worry. Next issue, we're going to have Hawkman versus Swamp Thing. And Portland, Oregon. Oh, that Oregon sounds great. Will never be the same. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I can't wait to read that. Yeah, sorry, we're canceled. There is no Hawkman story. Oh, what? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> oh, well, yeah, this was a crazy story, man. Even this, the, the two-parter itself was just bizarre and it, it does, you know, now that we know the book got canceled and looking back, it's like, yeah, I can see why it just wasn't uh, it wasn't what it started out to be by this point. And, and that's not to, you know, throw any rocks at anybody. Uh, the creators, you know, Redondo was fantastic after Wrightson and when we did a couple of stories, Michelini did some good stories in there. Conway popped in and out. But, uh, you know, yeah, it just really seemed to be going off the rails towards the end here, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, it's just crazy stuff. And. Yeah, there's no real big plan here. I mean, he, yeah. So he actually spends these two issues as not being Swamp Thing at all. So the only images we get of Swamp Thing are flashbacks and imaginings. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's, yeah, that's that's it for this volume. So, you know, what overall, what were your thoughts here, you know, on these uh, these issues we covered after the uh, Ween rights and stuff? What did you think overall? Well, I've never read them, so I really wanted to do this, and uh, thank you for the opportunity, Billy. Um, I, I find them quite fun, uh, definitely. Uh, the big surprise, I think, was how good Redondo's art would art was. Like uh, that really blew me away, and I think that that's the good takeaway of this. It's really impressive looking stuff. The stories get kind of sillier and sillier, but they're also stuck in a rut of you know Abby and Matt cable looking for him all the time and finding him and then he gets away again but you know there were fun stuff there were demons there were monsters there were creepy old people <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> lot going on and yeah it's it's certainly i'd say it's good enough for the time it, it, you know it would be quite it's a satisfying read at the time mm -hmm. yeah like you said it's it's definitely something if you're a fan of swamp thing bronze age comics definitely check it out you know don't uh, just think oh well you know ween and Wrightson are you know heading out the door it's it's not worth my time anymore it definitely was fun had some high points and some low points but it was definitely some fun but yeah man thanks for uh, you know joining me for this this was this was a lot of fun i had a good time with this no worries now are you, do you want to do volume two Hmm, the saga of the Swamp Thing. Now, that's something, too. I have never read that. I, I did, you know, page ahead uh, in the Omnibus edition here to check it out. And it's got uh, Tom Yates as the artist. And I thought was it looks really, really fantastic. So, yeah, maybe uh, maybe after, you know, the new year, we can uh, dive into uh, the next volume here, you and I. Yeah, well, the first Swamp Thing annual is an adaptation of the movie. So, you know, maybe oh, we yeah. should watch. Maybe we should do the movie. 
Yeah, we could always talk about that movie. I love that movie. It's uh, it's you know <laughs> that was like a coming of age movie uh, when I saw that. You know, Adrian Barbeau. She she Ooh, she did yeah. she she did things for young Billy. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's going to get us out of here for now. But, uh, you know, as always, if anybody wants to find you, uh, where can they seek you out, Paul? Uh, I'm just Hicks on Blue Sky now. So, but yeah, Waiting for Doom is my show network. So, we do Doom Patrol, we cover the Doom Patrol. We do other shows, Dial F for Flangers, whatever it wants to be, and the Gary <laughs> Show. If you ever listen to that, it's just me chatting with Mike, my uh, co-host. So, yeah, we, we have fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and DCOCD, uh, you have some really fun stuff in there, too. You know, I think one of the last ones you did, you had a, a panel of people on, and you were ranking uh, some events, and that was a blast, too. Uh, I really yeah. enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun to listen to. We did a bracket tournament and argued about which were the best DC events, and yeah, I think there's people still upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, uh, great panel of people on that one there. I remember really, really enjoying that. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, you know, dive into the archives, waitingfordoom.com. That's another place where people can seek you out as well, right? Oh, you're better at this than I am, Billy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm paid to do. Oh, wait a minute. I don't get paid to do this. Never, never mind. <laughs> But uh, you get yeah, the same this, money I do for this, don't you? Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So, all right, well, uh, that's going to uh, wrap us up here. Uh, once again, thanks, Paul, for uh, joining me for this. This was a blast. I appreciate you you doing this. This was fun. And then, yeah, maybe we can uh, start anew in uh, 2024 with the next volume uh, and do some uh, fun stuff with that. That was a lot of fun. So, uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and then I'll be back to wrap things up. that wraps up this episode once again i want to thank paul for being on the show you know covering all these swamp thing issues with me we had a real good time you know and like we said at the end there we uh we might try covering uh the movie over on my uh, magazines and monsters main feed and then uh, possibly the you know the annual as well you know it's like the movie adaptation and then at some point we might jump into uh, the second volume or the the saga of the swamp thing you know, it, it, I'm not sure that's going to happen in 2024 or not. I already have a lot going on, uh, but I'm not sure uh, that's going to happen or not. I, I, we might try to squeeze it in or start it, uh, you know, in the middle of the year, maybe halfway through the year, maybe later on in the year. But uh, we're gonna, we're definitely gonna, you know, try to get some more Swamp Thing uh, material out there. So stay tuned for that, and uh, I'll always get Paul on for, you know, uh, Zany Haney or something like that too, because I love having. Uh, him on the show he's a, he's a good guy you know he's, he's a real busy guy but uh he's a great guy so love having paul on the show and uh always wish him the best and uh that's gonna be it for uh you know swamp thing so uh, thanks for going on this journey with us and uh sticking with us uh, all the way through the end of volume one here and then like i said who knows what for the future but uh definitely stay tuned and uh you will definitely be hearing paul again and obviously go to waitingfordoom.com to look for him and all his stuff they put all the podcast episodes out there. Uh, him and his buddy there, uh, Mike, they do a great job of waiting for Doom. You know, he has DC OCD as well, which is a lot of fun. And I think that might be gearing back up again in 2024 as well. So definitely be on the lookout for that. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>